Hello everyone, welcome to the 11th episode of the DCL Dude Podcast. I apologize for the delay in between episodes here. Uh, it's been a it's been a crazy couple of weeks for me, but it's definitely definitely great to be back on here talking uh, talking some Disney Cruise Line. So we got some very exciting news today from Disney Cruise Line, and if if you haven't already heard, um, they they just released their summer 2019 itineraries. Um, but quickly, before we get into that, I just want to give a quick shout out to my two contest winners, um, Jarek from Oklahoma and Melanie from Minnesota. So thank you both for um, for leaving le- leaving feedback on iTunes, and um, I will get your gift cards in the mail this weekend. And I also just I want to give a huge thank you to everyone else who um, who also took the time to leave a review. It's it's very very much appreciated, and I, I I wish I could give things away to all my listeners, but um, but unfortunately I'm I'm not able to do that. But I I really 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 do appreciate it. So thank you. All right, let's get to the good stuff. So if if you if you know me, you know that I get <laughs> I get very excited about uh, the new itinerary releases. I think in my um, in my introduction episode, back in episode one, I think I mentioned that about, um, about myself, but, um, particularly the, the summer itinerary releases. I, <laughs> I, I love itinerary release day. It's like, it's like Christmas for me. So, um, this is, this is going to sound super nerdy, but <laughs> I, I typically just, as soon as the release comes out, I read through all the itineraries and, um, I try to picture myself sailing them. So there's <laughs> there's usually one or two that I, I get really super excited about um, and try to go then convince my <laughs> my wife that we need to book one of them. So um, the, the fall and the winter releases um, are great uh, too, but uh, they're usually sort of kind of status quo at least at least they have at least it's been that way the last few cycles anyway um there usually aren't a lot of changes that are made in the fall and the winter itineraries with the ships generally visiting the same ports that we're we're all used to but the summer itineraries to me are the most exciting because um they seem to change the most and and add new ports of call pretty consistently and just change the order of itineraries and um and try new things so um for those of you who don't get as excited as I do about the new itinerary itinerary releases, um, or, or or just don't want to take the time to read through all the new itineraries, uh, I'm gonna go through them here for you, um, and uh, and hopefully this will be helpful and, and you'll find something that um, that sounds in- interesting to you. So we'll start with the dream, uh, cause the dream is the ship whose itineraries seem to, um, seem to change the least, uh, season to season. So the dream typically sails three and four night Bahamian cruises out of Port Canaveral. So it's great for those long weekend getaways. And it's also very popular with, with first time cruisers and for, for people who are, um, who aren't really sure about sailing with Disney or, or just about cruising in general. <laughs> I, I hear from a lot of people that they're not sure if cruising is for them. So they, they book a three or four night cruise to kind of, uh, just get their feet wet. And of course, after they do their, their, their first sort of trial cruise, 
they almost always get hooked. I've I don't hear a lot of people that that um, come away from one of those sailings and say they um, they're glad they did it, but it's not for them. I, most people tell me that um, they can't wait to to book their next one. So. Um, the dreams itineraries are also great for families who like to do the land and sea Disney vacations. So they'll spend a few days in the parks, um, and then, um, a relaxing couple days on a cruise or some people like to do it vice versa with the cruise first and then the parks afterward. Um, again, I don't, <laughs> I don't recommend doing it that way, but, um, some people like doing it that way. My family's done that a lot. Actually, we've done, um, quite a few, uh, land and sea cruises where we we've done um, some time spent some time at Walt Disney World for a few days and then and then headed over to to Port Canaveral to set to set out on uh, on a Bahamian cruise. So um, not a lot of exciting news to report for the new itineraries on the Dream, um, which spends the summer sailing its its typical three and four night Bahamian cruises with stops at Nassau and Castaway Key. Uh, the, the four night cruises have a day at sea mixed in as well. So, um, changes it up a little bit from the three night cruises. The one highlight of the, the Disney dream summer itineraries, um, and something that's really interesting to me are the, the one, um, are the ones with the castaway key double dips. So these itineraries are very popular and Disney cruise line seems to, <laughs> seems to recognize this because it seems more and more. Um, are added every summer and they also capitalize on that popularity by charging a premium for those for these double dips but <laughs> but that's neither here nor there they definitely cost more than your than your average um, four or five night Bahamian sailing so um, in total there are nine itineraries throughout June and July 2019 with two stops at Castaway Key um, most of them are five-night itineraries, but there are three four-night itineraries as well. As well. So um, each of the double-dip itineraries does also include a stop at Nassau, which I would I would love for them to do away with that, at least on some of them, to see, um, to, or for them to, it'd be nice to just have uh, a double-dip with, with just a day at sea in between and, and just get rid of that Nassau. Uh, poor altogether, but some people really like Nassau, so um, to each their own, I would say. So that's it for the dream. Next, we'll go over to the uh, the new itineraries for the fantasy. Um, I don't really know why. I I kind of had high expectations for the fantasy in this release um, last year. If you remember, they added the ten and eleven night Southern Caribbean cruises which when they first came out, I was really excited about. Um, and <laughs> my excitement quickly faded when I, when I saw what they were, what they would be charging to go on those cruises. Um, I would have really loved to go on one of those, but, um, we could honestly go on two and maybe even three, uh, more reasonably priced cruises for the price <laughs> of one of those 10 or 11 night Southerns. Um, but the, the Southern Caribbean cruise that, that, my my wife and I went on um, with my brother and my sister and my and my son uh, a couple years ago it was one of my favorite itineraries. So I, I definitely would um, would like to do another Southern. Um, anyway, there there were no major changes to the fantasy itineraries for twenty for twenty nineteen. Um, excuse me for summer twenty nineteen. 
the majority of the sailings are the typical seven night Eastern and Western Caribbean cruises. Um, the, the Eastern Caribbean cruises sail to Tortola, St. Thomas and Castaway Key with three days at sea mixed in the, the standard Westerns sail to Cozumel, Grand Cayman, Jamaica and Castaway Key and have two days at sea mixed in. And, um, there's also one six night Western Caribbean sailing, which makes the same stops, except it, um, it doesn't stop at Jamaica. So the fantasy will also be sailing one 11 night Southern Caribbean cruise, which begins in Port Canaveral and makes stops in Aruba, Barbados, Martinique, St. Kitts, Puerto Rico, and Castaway Key. And there's also three days at sea mixed in. Um, there as well. The, the thing I really like about the the eleven night Southern Caribbean cruise is that it sails out of Port, um, excuse me, out of Port Can- Port Canaveral. When when I did when my family did the the Southern Caribbean sailing, we we sailed out of um, out of Puerto Rico, which was great. Uh, but it's it's a lot more convenient to to sail out of Port Canaveral, I think. Um, so that's in my opinion, one of the, one of the best things about the, the, uh, the longer Southern Caribbean sailing on the fantasy, although it is on the fantasy. I like how, um, the one that I went on was on the, um, was on the, the wonder. Um, one interesting change on the fantasy is an eight night Eastern Caribbean sailing, which makes stops at St. Kitts, Antigua, St. Thomas and Castaway Key. So some of the ports that you're used to seeing on the the Southern Caribbean sailings um, can be can be visited on this Eastern Caribbean sailing. So um, and finally, the the fantasy wraps up uh, the summer with a three night Bahamian cruise that sails out of Port Canaveral. Um, so next up is the Wonder, who will again be spending her summer in Alaska. The Wonder sails a three-night Baja cruise um, on May 12th from San Diego, but the first summer 2019 sailing uh, that they released is on May 20th. So typically you'll see a repositioning cruise offered in there from San Diego to Vancouver, but but there is this gap in the schedule that um, that Disney Cruise Line released today. So not really sure what that means. It could be reserved for a um, Disney Vacation Club member cruise, or it could just mean that, <laughs> that they didn't list the itinerary. So, um, so who knows? We'll find out, um, I'm sure sometime soon what what's going on there but once the wonder arrives in vancouver she starts by sailing seven night itineraries with a visit to tracy arm um, or endicott arm depending on on the weather um, and makes stops at skagway juno and ketchikan this is sort of your your standard alaska sailing that we're used to sail um, used to seeing my wife and i sailed pretty much this same itinerary a couple of summers ago and absolutely loved it. It's definitely one of my favorite cruises that I've ever been on and I, I definitely can't wait um, to go back to Alaska. Um, there is another seven night option with a slightly different itinerary. Uh, the Wonder still visits each of the ports that I just mentioned, but it also makes an additional stop at Icy Strait Point and Tracy Arm is visited on the same day that um, that the Wonder visits Juno on this particular sailing. So a little bit of a twist on that one. And next up 
is the <laughs> this is the itinerary that I was most excited about out of all of the summer 2019 releases. Um, the nine night Alaskan sailing. This itinerary includes all the the regular stops, but also visits the Hubbard Glacier, which which I've heard is is just spectacular and and really the highlight of all the Alaskan itineraries. Um, also visits Sitka and Victoria in British Columbia. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why, but my wife and I both really want to visit Sitka someday. Um, <laughs> I honestly think it's because of the movie The Proposal, which was set in Sitka, but I think was mostly filmed in Maine. <laughs> but it still made us really want to visit Sitka. So, of all the summer 2019 um, summer 2019 itineraries, this is definitely the one that that I most want to sail. I I love 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 this itinerary, and I'm definitely gonna <laughs> gonna try to convince my wife that we should sail it. Um, although we both pretty much agree that our kids probably aren't old enough yet to bring them to Alaska, so um, so that may not happen. But it's worth a shot, I guess. One final note, um, my wife and I, I mentioned that this, this, uh, this particular sailing visits Victoria in British Columbia. My wife and I actually visited this port, um, on our Alaskan sailing and, um, I wasn't a huge fan. It, it, it's, it's, it's nice that it kind of mixes it up a little bit and adds kind of another port that, um, we're not used to seeing, but it was, I don't know, it, I wasn't crazy about it. Um, and then finally also mixed in there is a five night sailing, um, with two days at sea. So, um, a stop with also a stop at Ketchikan and a visit to Tracy arm. Finally, the magic itineraries are the ones with the most amount of changes. And we typically see this out of the summer 2019, um, itineraries. So, this has been the case for the, the past several summers. The Magic will again be heading back to Europe. So on May 12th, she departs for Barcelona from Miami on a 13-night eastbound transatlantic cruise. So along the way, um, after six days at sea, the Magic will make stops in um, Ponta Delgada, Portugal, then another day at sea, then Lisbon, Portugal, Cadiz, Spain, Malaga, Spain, and Cartagena, Spain. This is this is one of the more port-intensive transatlantic sailings that I can remember, which which I think is really cool. I think it's cool that um, you can spend so many days at sea, and then and then still be able to visit a bunch of um, a bunch of ports on the way over to Barcelona. So, I'd love to do a transatlantic one day. I I'm not sure <laughs> I'm not sure my wife would be totally into that, but. Um, I think she could probably probably be convinced. Um, the Magic then spends the rest of May and June sailing around the Mediterranean with six, seven, eight, and ten night itineraries. So I'll run through these pretty quickly here. The first of the seven night sailings um, from Barcelona visit Naples, Italy. Um, I think you can pronounce it uh, Civitavecchia, Italy. Um, with Port Adventures to Rome, Livorno, Italy, with Port Adventures to Florence and Pisa, and probably even Cinque Terre, uh, Villa French, France, with Port Adventures to Monte Carlo, Cannes, and Nice. Um, I, just a side note, I, I was fortunate 
to be able to live in Rome for um, a few months while I was in college and was able to visit many of these cities that are in this itinerary, and, and they are beautiful. Um, and even though I've never sailed this itinerary on a Disney cruise, I would definitely highly recommend it based on the stops that it makes because I just really love all the all these cities um, and all these all the places that this this cruise visits. Um, the six night Mediterranean cruise from Barcelona visits Cannes, Genoa, Italy, with port adventures to Milan, Livorno, Italy, and Naples, Italy, before making its final stop in Civita Vecchia. And after that is an eight-night sailing with visits to Salerno, Italy, La Spezia, Italy, Villafranche, Marseille, France, um, and Barcelona, Spain. And then that's followed by another seven-night sailing with many of the same stops as the previous seven-night, but um, also calls on Toulon, France, for the first um, for the for the first time ever by Disney Cruise Line. The 10-night Mediterranean sailing begins in Barcelona and then visits Naples, Tavita Vecchia, I don't know how to pronounce this city, Ajaccio, France, Livorno, Italy, Genoa, Italy, Villafranche, and Marseille. So um, after that, the Magic heads west for one seven-night Western Caribbean cruise with stops in Cadiz, Spain, Lisbon, Portugal, Brest, France, um, French, France, which is a uh, which is also a new port for Disney Cruise Line, and then Portland, England. She then heads north for her Northern Europe sailings, and I'm not going to go into um, detail through all the Northern Europe sailings because they make many of the same stops. But there are seven, ten, and eleven night Northern Europe sailings that make stops in Kirkwall, Scotland, Reykjavik, Iceland. Akureyri, Iceland, Alison, Norway, Stavanger, Norway, Gothenburg, Sweden. I have no idea how to say this one, so I apologize. Nina Sham, Sweden, with Port Adventures to Stockholm. Tallinn, Estonia, St. Petersburg, Russia, Frederica, Denmark, and Helsinki, Finland. So, um, one interesting to note, one interesting thing to note here is that on the 10-night Northern Europe sailing, the Magic spends back-to-back -back days in St. Petersburg, Russia. So similar to um, the way it does at Reykjavik on one of the sailings, it spends back-to-back -back days in St. Petersburg. So that, that's kind of cool. Um, the next Northern Europe slash Norwegian Fjord cruises visit Allison, Norway, Geranger, Norway, Olden, Norway, Stavanger, Norway, Copenhagen, Oslo. Um, I'm sorry, Copenhagen, Oslo, Norway, Kristiansand, Norway, and Bergen, Norway. And I, I'd love to do one of these Norwegian fjord cruises someday. It's it's kind of on my, <laughs> on my bucket list of Disney cruises. Um, and my favorite of the the Norway stops is Geranger, which is is rumored to be the the town that inspired the the city of Arendelle uh, in the movie Frozen so I think it'd be cool to go there it's such a, a from what I've seen in pictures a, a quaint little town that's that's tucked into one of these um, one of these narrow narrow Norwegian fjords um, it's really really cool and then the the final European cruise for the magic is a British Isles cruise um, with stops in Dublin Belfast Greenock, Scotland, and Liverpool. So whew, that was that was a lot to go through. I uh, especially that um, 
uh, the, the magic sailings there. So hopefully I didn't, I didn't lose you all. Um, and I, hopefully I didn't go too quickly, but, um, if you're interested in booking any of these new sailings, platinum members can begin making reservations over the phone on March 5th, gold members the day after on March 6th and silver members the day after that on March 7th. And then sales will, will open to the general public, um, and should be available, I think on the website, uh, after that beginning on March 8th. So, um, don't forget pricing for these sailings will probably be the, the cheapest they'll ever be, um, on opening day. So if you're interested in any of these itineraries, it definitely pay to, to book early. Um, even if you just call to lock in a rate and just pay the deposit, you can always change your mind later and be refunded, um, for your deposit, but at least you'll have the, the best rate if you do decide to ultimately go on the cruise you booked. Um, and also don't forget that, that you can use your onboard booking credit on opening day. So if you booked a, a future cruise on a previous sailing or, or just bought a placeholder, um, you can have the, the Disney cruise line, um, modify your, your reservation for one of these summer to the summer 2019 itineraries, um, and have them, them apply that onboard booking credit. So, um, I hope this was helpful, um, and, and maybe somewhat interesting. Um, I, I'd love to, I'd love to hear from you. What itinerary or itineraries are you most looking forward to? And, um, and do you look forward to new itinerary day the same way that I do? So, um, thanks for listening and I hope you all have a great rest of your week. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL dude, or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DCL dude podcast. Please feel free to ask a question or leave a comment or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes uh, and leave me some feedback. And of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening.